Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Diane King. Diane King is the co-founder and CEO of Brainify, an AI and predictive personalization platform that helps brands create dynamic, meaningful experiences for the consumers at scale. Diane is on Forbes 30 Under 30 for Enterprise Technology and has been featured in the Wall Street Journal, Huffington Post, TechCrunch, Aussie, and Inc. Magazine. Diane ran three successful businesses before she was 18 and is a noted software innovator who frequently speaks on the intersection of AI, personal data, privacy, and the future of smarter products. Prior to Brainify, she was at Apple and Symantec. She graduated with a Bachelor of Science in Computer Engineering from Santa Clara University. Well, good afternoon, Diane. Welcome to the show. Hey there. It's nice to meet you. I'm super excited and looking forward to sharing some experiences today. Absolutely. Diane, this is amazing. Uh, Again, another great story we get to have here, a little conversation, uh, record and then take this online and share it with the world. So this is amazing. And you've got an awesome background, which I want to dig into real quick. So Dan, let's talk about a little bit about your career, right? Your career started in technology as an engineer, and now you're the co-founder and CEO of Brainify. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? Yeah, for sure. For me, I always knew growing up that finding your own passion is incredibly important. And then having the passion isn't really enough. You have to go the next step to go above and beyond and actually set those what I call North Star goals. So what you anticipate and where you want to be in the next kind of three to five years. And growing up, I've always been really entrepreneurial. I've always been really interested in making my mark within this world. And so by the time I was 18, I had started three different businesses and it really made me realize that I had real true passions around turning ideas into reality. And that's what really excites me. And that led me to be really eager about learning how to actually build the product, which ended up meaning I studied computer engineering and math so that I didn't have to wait for others to build the the dream that I had in the moment, but that I could start to build something and see if there's any traction and any sort of interest from the rest of the world to also experience it as well. After university, I, I knew I needed to keep um, experiencing different business problems, but at a larger scale, if I wanted to keep going towards making this mark in this world. And I joined Apple and Symantec, and I really believed strongly in keeping my eye on the ball when I was there. And I knew that I wanted to understand how to move up the ladder and how to be able to have more ownership within these big brands are there. And I just asked a ton of questions to really learn as much as I can and um, really truly understand what is the the things and the problems that were existing in the real world. And so at each of these life stages, I've always taken the time to really reflect on what I've learned and how I can apply it to kind of my next goals. And so by seeing those challenges after I was working at Apple and Symantec, I was really able to see clearly that there was a gap for marketers who didn't come from a traditional data or engineering background to be able to drive these relevant consumer experiences where it's powered by data science personalization. And so that's actually what led me to my current path at Brainify, which is our whole vision is to go out there and democratize data science. We're big believers that everyone should have accessibility to predictive capabilities. And so today we're starting with consumer brands like CPGs and retailers, but we have big plans in the next few years to expand that into lots of different industries and verticals. But in summary, 
you know, when I look back at this career I've had the last kind of 10 plus years, I think what really um, sticks out for me is the fact that I kind of follow my three-step process, which is I start by taking the time to figure out what really excites me and what I'm finding passion in. It doesn't have to be glamorous. It doesn't have to be um, what you would expect to read in the news, but it's really something that when I go and do this, I realize that I just find a lot of joy in it. And then going that next step to setting that big dream and saying, what would be that like thing that if I could do, it's going to make me so happy beyond belief, no matter kind of how far in the distance it could look initially, but setting that big dream means that you can have lots of different ways to kind of move towards there. And then the last little bit is just at every single one of these life stages and in between really taking the time to continuously reflect so you can grow as just like a human being in this, you know, in this world and really grow as a leader and and keep an open mind to learning and reflecting back on what you've learned allows you to really digest um, the mistakes that were made as well as the, the positives that, and the successes and really capitalize on that and say, Hey, this worked out really well. Um, I know I'm ready for the next challenge. So those three things are, are strong pillars. When I think about, um, you know, career growth and, and what brings me those inspirations. Thank you so much. And, and I love your story. Of course, you know, you've, you've been an entrepreneur before you were even uh, the age of 18, which is very inspiring. Uh, and it's great that we can pull some of these nuggets uh, from your experience and what you've done and, and the way you, you have these aspirations of goals of growing because growth in progress, it, it equals fulfillment. And, and I think you've learned that early on. So thank you. So Dan, we're going to switch gears on this pandemic, this lockdown, right? We've all had to make these sacrifices and we're doing all these pivots, right? Um, what are your plans for business growth now? Will it be any different than during the lockdown? Um, surprisingly, I think we, in some parts, yes. And in some parts, no. I think our vision and the strategy around the goals that we want to bring and the industries we want to have impact on remains the same. We've seen actually a bigger growth of it throughout the pandemic because more people are going digital. And if you think of us as consumers, we're doing a lot more things online and trying to learn more about the brands that are in our kitchen cabinet or um, or our bathroom drawers. And so those type of brands have really exploded, especially when it comes to their digital personalization spend. And so we're staying the course there and really kind of adding fuel to the fire and, and stepping on the gas pedal there. There are some things that are maybe becoming a little bit more different, which um, has to do with how we revolve around culture and how we think about the work environment itself. So in the past year, we've been a lot more open for remote hires um, and we've activated a lot more strategy around how do we maintain that work and social culture that we've really built up and done a really good job to cultivate to really accommodate our team, which spans between Canada, the U.S. and Germany now. And so how do we make sure that each team member is still feeling connected to one another and that there's still good ways to essentially talk through concerns or any sort of um, disputes that are happening? How can we make sure that these are still done in the way 
that we've built when we were in person. Um, we've also started hybrid work for employees that are based within kind of like an hour to hour and a half of San Francisco, um, where you come in two to three days and allows our team to collaborate. It builds that team rapport. We've done such a good job. Like our team loves coming into the office and it's just like a huge blast. We actually initially thought we were going to go fully remote. And then we did a poll with our team. And surprisingly, most people wanted to come in like half of the week. And so the remaining of the week, you get to work from home. But um, we have started this program so that like teams can still come in and and have some of that social interactions. But prior to the lockdown, I mean, we've already invested quite heavily into building our culture. We've put together like monthly team meetings for transparency across departments and reflection sessions and team dinners and events. I think the major difference is just being able to ensure that like our technologies around video chatting and um, team events and things that need to be shipped are are really handled smoothly so that our team isn't stressed out, but they're actually getting to enjoy a lot of the, the benefits and the perks that we've put together and keep everyone motivated. Um, but from when we started the company to now, I mean, we've always been big believers that each teammate needs to feel like they have ownership within our big grand vision. They need to have a purpose and how they're going to be a part of this big journey and how we're all going to be supportive. So those are all things that we've done a really good job from like your first day all the way to our employees who've been here from the very beginning. It's, you know, these type of things that haven't made that much of a difference just because it was pandemic or not. I would say primarily it's, it's around the logistics. Um, so those are the parts that have changed the most for us. But the core kind of themes that we've built here at Brainify still remains as strong as ever. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Um, you've, you've made some some great strides during this time. So, Diane, again, switching gears, you're obviously leveraging some new and emerging tech uh, within your tech stack. Is there one thing you might be able to share with us today? Yeah, I mean, I always like to think about it within just like a technology standpoint, the product itself. But I think we've also done a really good job regarding the tech stack on our like the strategy of how we scale and reach out into the market. Um, you know, recently we've been really focused on security just because we're starting to work with a lot more kind of global brands that working with personal, like uh, personally identifiable information is starting to become a, a bigger topic. So we've just been really focused on getting through all of our different types of certifications, whether it's going from the different variants of SOC 2s to ISOs. Um, so there's definitely a, a good level of startups that's in that area that we work with. That's been really helpful in helping us navigate this area that we have zero experience in and um, in, in doing paperwork, at least. And so that's been really helpful. Finding a good vendor there is, I think, really critical to help you get through audits. From a technology standpoint, we've been growing the, the proprietary AI that we've built from the ground up to be more effective and, and impactful. So some of the new and emerging kind of pieces that we've been putting into place is our specialty is in the temporal area and machine learning. So we're doing a lot more research on this front. Um, new things that we've done is algorithm wise, we've applied new changes so that they're speedier, more scalable. We've also um, started working with research groups from universities whose PhD candidates are really focused on this space of doing personalization as well as the time interval um, data science pieces. 
And then on the business side, that's probably the area where we're seeing a lot more of the the emerging technologies, especially around like SEO optimization for the marketing front or being able to get better insights around SEM and, and things like this and metrics and trying to be as data driven as possible around what's working and what's not. On the sales side, we're seeing a lot of different tools pop up, whether it's about lead generation or about tracking your CRMs. So there's definitely a lot more, I would say, testing of technologies regarding our our business side on the sales, marketing and customer success piece of it. So this is a big year for us to test all those different things that will help us create the best stack possible. So stay tuned. You know, we'll we'll come out with what we believe is the best combination of tools. But today we are doing quite a bit of testing to figure out how much should be done through automation and how much should be done with a personal touch on there. Um, but that's how we usually think about, you know, different types of things we can apply to our tech stack is like our product tech stack, as well as our like um, our go to market and our scale up um, business strategy tech stack. Thank you for sharing uh, a lot of stuff going on for sure in the tech space. And, and this is what this platform's all about. So appreciate the share, Diane. And Dan, just wrapping up here, maybe you could share something from your career experience that would be helpful for those looking to grow the career in entrepreneurship. Yeah, I mean, this is such a open question. I love it. Um, there's so many different ways you can approach it. And if I had to really pinpoint on maybe like my top two points, I would say one, get ready to make a ton of mistakes. <laughs> um, it's going to happen no matter how great of a planner and anticipator you are and how great you are at thinking like 10 steps ahead. Mistakes are going to come up and they're going to come up in the least expected ways as possible. And then secondly, I would say um, get ready and, and be prepared to be open to to what I would call just being as vulnerable as you can. Um, being in this type of environment where you're working in technology and entrepreneurship, it really is about creating a network of people that really believe in this cause that you're trying to build towards. And to create those connections, you have to be open to showing your true self to a lot of different people. And so those are two things I would say is probably the things I had the most difficulty to work with when I first started in this career, because growing up, I was always so competitive. I was always eager to be that first. And I prided myself on being a really good planner. Like I'm one of those people that likes to think at least like 10 different opportunities or 10 different combinations of how something can, can occur. And so it was really difficult in the very beginning because I was afraid of having those type of failures where my um, planning didn't accommodate what was happening and just being open to the fact and being open to the fact that you could tell your team and the people around you that's in your close circles that like something sucks and like you just, you know, being able to have that outlet and showcasing to your team that like things like this do happen is going to be such a critical piece in launching your career in this space, especially if you want to thrive in this space. If you want to be in tech and entrepreneurship to just kind of be in that space because you find it financially, you know, positive, then, um, then, you know, 
these two facts may not be as valuable for you. But if you really want to be this person that is the leader in that space and you want to push yourself as far as you can, um, I would say those are the two things I would recommend really focusing on. And it's not like you have to be great at it from day one. I definitely wasn't. But being in tech and entrepreneurship is this amazing roller coaster. You're going to have ridiculously high, like positive notes, but there's also going to be moments where you're really, really stretched thin, both mentally, physically, you know, spiritually. And so I highly recommend that, you know, if you have the ability to get into it, jump into it, but go into it with the fact that you won't be able to, uh, you know, anticipate all mistakes and you have to be adaptable. Um, but once you're open for that, it's going to give you so many opportunities to become this wonderful person that is making a difference in the world. And, you know, it's given me so many experiences to become the person I am today and I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, and looking back all those mistakes and all those, um, those fears about being vulnerable, like those are the pieces that made me into this person that can reflect back and know that like, it's okay to have those things. So if you are thinking about growing your career in this space, I highly, highly recommend doing it. And I highly, highly recommend um, being open for whatever that's to come and just stay on your toes and things will be great. Awesome. Thank you, Diane. I appreciate that. And, you know, I, I can hear it in your voice. You're, you're passionate about what you do. But more importantly, I hear that you're you're trying to help others. And and I totally get that with the nuggets you're sharing with us today. So thank you again. And Diane, I want to let you know it was a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Amazing. Thank you so much. And for anyone that has any questions or would love to learn more, I'm an open book. So please don't hesitate to reach out and send me an email at diane.brainify.ai or reach out into our, our website at www.brainify.ai and submit any sort of um, contact request and our team will be on it right away. Thank you, Diane. Bye for now. Bye.